Hello, and welcome to Arms of the Tide. I'm Quinn Welsh Wilson, Game Master. This week's episode is going up quite a lot later than I had originally anticipated, so I won't dawdle too much. Let's just get things started. Last time on Arms of the Tide. After the Conduit Revolt and locals' subsequent rise to fame within the city of Ao, a meeting was called between local Lions, Cleo, and the founding members of the Arms of the Tide, Ashun, Isolde, and Ty. In the midst of this conversation, an urgent phone call from Cleo's friend Luke reached her, informing her that their comatose friend Sasha had been kidnapped. In light of this distressing news, how would the party proceed? The three founders of the Arms of the Tide look to each other for a moment before Ashun regards the three of you. I understand. Do what you need to do. We'll be in touch about the detention facilities. Good. As soon as you have any positive intelligence, I will be ready. As soon as the Golden Trio is out of hearing range, Cleo kind of turns to both of them and says, Sasha was kidnapped. Or left. I don't fucking know. I'm sorry. I just heard from Luke that she's gone out of bed. And the last time I checked, and I just want to fill y'all in, she was in a coma. Was there a note? Because if there was a note, it's probably kidnapping. Well, I mean, yeah, there was a note, and it said something along the lines of, this is our fault. That sounds like a kidnapping. Well, yeah. Unless maybe Sasha signed out it. With them. I don't know. I mean, given her state, uh, that's fine. Let's check out your apartment and see if we can find clues. We have to figure out who did this. Well, the thing is, the letter was signed, and I know it's Anatoly. Which, why wouldn't it be? Because I've made a lot of promises, and I didn't follow up with them because obviously I'm lying. Uh, we, I, I don't know that we can just storm. Well, we'll confront the bitch. Okay. And Lions nods along. They're gonna support Cleo. That's what you do is you support your friend and all of their plans. That's how you're a good friend. If you decide that you would like to directly confront Anatoly, we should have a small amount of backup. I do not believe that we will be able to find them alone. Yeah, you're right. Well, I can call on Luke. Well, that's adorable. Well, what do you want from me here? I don't have a lot of friends. You have me. Well, I know, but that's implied that you would already be helping. I thought you meant more backup than us. I understand that I'm asking y'all for a lot. And I completely understand if you don't want to do this. I'll reach out to, you know, the rest of the group. Cleo, that's not what we're saying at all. You're our friend and we're here to support you. We're saying that we should probably get some other members of the Arms of the Tide for support. Probably not Loon Loon, though. Loon Loon is still sad. I have a hard time asking for that because this feels like something that was directly my fault. But it wasn't. You did this job for the Arms of the Tide. And so the Arms of the Tide needs to help you handle the consequences. I also fucked up on behalf of the arms of the tide. Well, everybody fucks up sometimes. Doesn't mean we go running into suicide missions. 
Yes, just because there have been mistakes, it does not mean that we will not help you, that we are not friends. Yeah. We're definitely friends. I mean, we're definitely friends. We're All of us are friends. Lions intentionally does not look at local or Cleo. Why are you not looking at us? There's a bug on the wall and I really want to get it. We're outside. <laughs> there is a bug on the wall and I gesture to the shack and I really want to get it. Okay, then go we ahead. We can help it. No, 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 no. We have more pressing things. Let's figure out who we're going to call and mm. give them a ring-a-ding-a-ding. Fine. And Cleo storms back into the cabin. Oh. All right, everyone. Yes. You know how my friend Sasha, the robot, was kind of hijacked by Ka? Yes. Well, Familiar. Anatoly kidnapped her. From advanced placements. From advanced placements. And that's oh. a big problem. No, from her apartment. Yeah. <laughs> the advanced placements of my apartment. It's just, they're in my apartment. And I think that that's a really bad thing because they know that obviously I am not for the scrapped or anything that I said I was. So they're on to what I'm doing with Arms of the Tide. So it is your suspicion that perhaps this is retaliatory. Retaliatory and punishment. Also, suspicion is a very small word in this case. In what way can we be of utility to you. Well, if I could have some people to help storm the gates and get Sasha back. Do you know where Sasha's being held? No, I don't. But I no. could give you information as soon as I find it out. Yes, as soon as you find that out, we can certainly coordinate on some sort of rescue operation. We might also need some facilities in order to get better data about where she's at. Have you, and I know that this might sound a little bit bananas, Asked Anatoly. No, I haven't, but I could. And Cleo picks up the phone and dials Anatoly. Ah, I didn't expect it to take so long for you to call. Well, the news was shocking, so... So I assume, then, that you are looking to bargain for your friend. Bargain is an interesting word, but I'll obviously bite into it. Well, it's simple. You have connection to something that we want, and we have some resources available at advanced placements, and we might be able to smooth over some of the issues that your friend is experiencing right now in exchange. So you want to fix my friend that you fucked up in the first place and hijacked. That's the bargain? That is what you might get in exchange. If you refuse, in part for this current circumstance and in part for past transgressions of yours, seeing as how it's not presently convenient for me to pay someone to come and rip that stud out of your forehead, instead I imagine that we could simply push things a little farther and ensure your friend never has the chance to remember who you are. What do you need from me? Oh, nothing that great. Simply the conduit. Simply? I know that you're an associate of his. And then what? You bring the conduit to us. And then what happens? I give you your friend back. And then what happens to the conduit? Why does that matter? Because I am in cahoots, and I under I know who the conduit is, and I care about them as a person. Oh yeah, big surprise, I'm not actually part of the scrap, so I actually do give a fuck about robots. Sorry. Well... <sighs> The conduit has exposed something of a gap in our security. We simply wish to consult with him about how we might rectify that. So you need to borrow the conduit. In a word. And you bring them back. In a word. 
Okay, where do you want to meet? Now, now, now. We must set terms. We can't simply meet anywhere and under any circumstances. If you are going to meet with us, you are going to meet us alone. You can only bring the conduit. Yeah, that's just going to say... And you will be meeting with us at a heavily fortified workstation, currently Mm. under the control of advanced placements. I think we should meet somewhere inconvenient for both of us so that none of us have the upper hand. Because I don't... Simply drag one of the most infamous political dissidents in the city, and I'll drag a comatose robot out into the public where we might be... I didn't say it was going to be the public, I just said inconvenient. Where might be suitably inconvenient for you? Well, a park. That sounds to me like the public. Well, it's at nighttime. There's not as many people there. No one's going to care if we have, you know, robots that are maybe not coherent. Listen here, I know it sounds weird, but it just doesn't seem like any of this is in my favor. If I'm meeting on your terms in a hard, fortified area, who's to say that when as soon as I come in and hand the conduit over, you're still going to punish me by taking Sasha? You haven't given me any reason to believe you or trust you. I haven't given you any reason. You're the one who showed up at a meeting and deceived me. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't trust me either and we won't meet on my turf. I've done nothing but follow through on what I have said that I would do. You said you were going to take my eyebrow piercing out and you stole my friend instead. Like I said, circumstances have changed. Also, uh, that was the same for me. Look, you might not trust me, but I do have a little bit of all of the power over what happens to your friend. Is, uh... This a fight that you're willing to really dig your heels in about? I do believe it's something worth negotiating over. I think that this probably would be a good time to make like a presence roll. Cool. And I mean, you can choose what social ability you are. You just need to justify. That feels like it was leading up to uh, presence. So I'll be using deceive and that's a d12, baby. All right. So it's going to be difficulty four. Anatoly does this professionally. No doubles. No doubles. So you have succeeded. Look, do you want the conduit or not? Fine. I might be willing to make some concessions. However, we will meet in a place that is mutually inconvenient, and you will grant me the ability to arrive early and prepare in any way that I see fit. Fine. And I get the time to do a sweep before we actually meet of what you've prepared. I'm having trouble passing what you just said. I'm just doing a locational sweep, you know. Scoping the spot out? Yes. Oh, I thought you were suggesting the spot. After you've already gotten there. You know, you said you needed a few moments ahead of time. Well, I need a few moments after you've had ahead of time so I can do a visual sweep of the area. All right. We're not hiding anything. Neither am I. (laughs) I'm not so sure about that. Where would you like to meet, then? What park? Are you familiar with the Ten Flats Park? Oh, certainly. Well, let's meet there. Name your time. 728. We will be arriving at 4.48 to prepare. Okay, well then if it's going to be two hours early, 9.28. All right, then we will see you at 9.28 for your visual confirmation. Sounds splendid. The phone line disconnects and Ashun says, it sounds like you reached some sort of an agreement. Well, yeah, but I, I don't feel right about this. So maybe we just bring only the people we need and I don't want anyone trying to be expendable or anything. And local walks over to Cleo and puts an arm on her shoulder. If it comes down to it, I will go with them. No, actually, you're not even going to be there. Well, that's bullshit. I'm going to be there. No, you're not. You're not worth... You're not the boss of me. 
They're yeah. the boss of me. Well, um, I talked to them and they said that you're not going. Mm, I think that you'll find that they said that local's going and we're going to see if I can fit inside his chest cavity. No. Yeah. You can simply ask us directly. No, that's definitely what you all said. <laughs> hey, is local going to go? Yes. <laughs> Mir thinks a moment. It is not necessarily within our power to decide whether or not local can or should do this sort of thing. It could be a security risk. However, it seems mm-hmm. that if your interest is in retrieving your friend. But the whole resistance is based off of things that Local has done and people that he's brought together. Ty speaks up. You said that you didn't want anyone coming who might be viewed as expendable. Yes. It's our position that not one of us is more expendable than any other one of us. But if that one of us, and Cleo looks at Local, is the one who is the face of all of this, I don't think that that's a risk we should take. I think that that's something that we should make sure is safe until the time comes. Well, and Lyons sits down and actually looks at Local. Their tail wags slightly side to side along the floor. Local has awakened, and he has... The only right to say what he does. And so more so than anyone else in this room, I, the doctor, think that Local's opinion is the one that matters. And Local reaches a hand down and pats lions across the back of the neck. Their ears droop. If I am not there, there will be no deal. They will, at best, leave, and you will not see your friend again. I make a model Local. If I am to be a martyr for my cause, then I will, but I, how can I you will be, help. How can you be a martyr for a cause that hasn't even jump-started yet? We're just in the midst of things. Which means that they have started. If we're in the midst of them, then the starting has happened. And I just, don't I'm just think that the semantic argument right is appropriate here. I understand where you're coming from, Cleo. People look up to local. People believe in local. People believe in the conduit. We have cells. The Arms of the Tide has cells that have operated in secret and separately from each other as much as is possible for a long time. And I have the trust of my cellmates and those people who are operating in the cells that I have overseen, but nothing like the belief that exists in local. At the same time, it is local's right to self-determination. And if I'm going to speak completely pragmatically, martyrdom can be one hell of a spark on a powder keg if it needs to be. I understand it. I hear what you're saying, but I saw what happened to Sasha. I saw how they can take everything from inside of you and make it someone that you don't even know. They can look at you and not even recognize who you are and all the time that you've spent with that person. I can't go through that and look at local and see him being used as something that we hate. I don't want that. And I understand that it is your choice local, but please keep that in mind that they can't do that to me. I have felt what they have done to my kind and I have fought it off. If there is anyone that could be in that position that should be in that position, it is me. And I cannot have people look up to me if I am not someone to look up to. I can't make this decision for you. I will say that Local knows where this meeting is happening, whether you want him to or not. And I can promise you support from us, people who are trained, who can help make sure that nothing happens to Local after the exchange happens. We can make sure that we come out of this as a win-win. Sure, fine. I just, I feel like 
I am the reason. And I know that you're saying I'm doing this because I'm in this position because of arms of the tide. But to be honest, Sasha is my friend. And I just don't want anyone to end up in any worse of a situation or worse off because of me and because of this situation that I have put us in. So just just keep that in mind, please. Isolde clears Ms. Mechanical Throat. If it would make you feel any better, I could inform you that as far as the arms of the tide are concerned, your friend might constitute a significant asset in the domain of counterintelligence. Yeah, if we get her back. When we get her back. We'll bring people. They'll be just off-site. And when you give a signal, they will come. We cut to everybody's preparations for tonight. How are y'all getting ready for this handover? Cleo kind of fills in Luke about the situation. Obviously, as soon as she returns, she's trying to check out things that have been left behind in her apartment. Any other clues or anything else that she can find. And obviously, Luke is there and she fills him in on the situation and lets him know that he is welcome to come. And she lets him know reluctantly. But she knows that if she wants things to be better between her and Luke, that she does need to let him in on this information and let him make the choice, much like local to come or not. Although she is very discouraging of him coming, she ultimately leaves it up to him. She also rummages through some of her old things where she has photos of her Luke and Sasha and yearbook things and signings and Polaroids and whatnot. And she finds the jacket that she went and bought with Sasha and she puts that jacket on. Lyons is working with Venui. They're going over Lyons's medical tools, some of which are actually from Osthal, and they have the pigment traces and some of it dried, some of it liquid, and working on making it interact with as little metal as possible with Lyons AO medical tools and trying to see if they can make something better. When you say better, what do you mean? Lions and Venui are working on basically getting the Crags District to go offline. And so they want something that, at least for now, requires as little metal as possible in the hopes that when they go offline and the Crags District is probably cut off from metal, health supplies are not like a scarce resource and they can still properly help the arms of the tide, and more importantly, the people who are probably going to be trapped in here with us. So I think that that is going to be a more sort of long-term project, and we'll start developing what that is maybe the next time that you're working. But right now you're laying the groundwork and you're examining the medical technology that you do have at your disposal. And with that, we cut to a dark screen and... The camera begins to slowly pan, and a couple of points of light can be seen in the distance. The various buildings on the other side of the hole in which Ao is dug, looming over the Tin Flats Park like a sky full of stars. And the camera continues to move across the expanse in the middle of the Tin Flats district, where, cutting through the frame, we see bolts of piercing white light 
on these mobile street lamps, basically, which have been set up, around which there are a couple of armed and uniformed cops on the scene who actually have both Ka Technologics and Advanced Placements badges on their uniforms. And in the middle of this chaos stands Anatoly Favali, composed as ever, her thin wrist sitting in the pocket of her stylish pants as you begin to approach. So, Lyons, have you come as well? Lyons is inside of Local's chest cavity. It's not very comfortable. It's fine for a cat or two, not very good for a spark dandy. Local and... Cleo are approaching, and you suddenly hear the crunching of gravel and huffing coming from behind you. Cleo turns around. And Luke is running up. Okay, hey, you gotta hang back. You can be here, but like... I'm supposed to come alone. They took her from us, right? Yeah, buddy. Yes, I get it. She's both of our friends. But also, my ass is on the line here if I don't follow okay. orders. Okay, no, I get it. I get it. They they might kill Sasha, so I don't, I don't want to make things worse. They didn't say they were going to do that. She just wouldn't recognize us, and she would be wiped clean and just used to uh, I'm pretty sure that's like... I mean, killing her from the same us. thing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we'd still see her, like, getting coffee, but she would not recognize us. And Luke slowly backs up, like, okay, I'll, I'll Just, be out here, I guess. Yeah. I'll be out here. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah. yeah no, you're welcome. It's, it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. As he goes to leave, Local stops him here, and he's got a small rod with a ring on either end Mm -hmm. that slips over either the index or middle finger of a person and is used for a concentrated blast in case things do not go well defend yourself he takes it and looks you in the eyes yeah i'm no stranger to defending myself he puts the implement on and steps back As you finish closing in on Anatoly, a couple of the cops step forward before she takes her hand out of her pocket and says, No, no, she's been promised the opportunity to inspect our operation. Cleo would like to look around and use perception. Cool. Is there anything in particular that you're looking for? I guess anything that might be alarming to Cleo that definitely does not belong other than a few police people but also is there anything strange about these police people because if everyone's got a little finger rod then you know she's fucked so go ahead and give me a difficulty three perception check there's some stuff that i will be able to tell you just by virtue of you looking upon the scene this is more to go a little bit deeper on some stuff yeah motherfucker there's a double there's a double What happens here is you look around and you notice that they're basically riot cops, but that's all cops in Ea right now. The entire police force around town right now is directly and sort of ostentatiously displaying the lethality that they have the potential to wield against the people of the city. And you do notice that behind these makeshift streetlights, which hum with resonance, there is something that looks like a black iron casket. And that is what Anatoly is standing in front of. Aside from that, there's nothing that seems notably strange, but it does look like 
they're making an active show to try to intimidate you. Uh, since Local is along for the ride, he's going to do just a quick streetwise roll. He's been in a <laughs> like a resistance organization for a while now. He set up ambushes. Like he knows where you would hide people if you were going to pull something like that. So he's really instead of looking for anything being generically wrong, he's looking at specific spots. Okay, uh, that'll also be a difficulty three. Oh yeah, baby. That's a success. All right. So a couple of things you notice after Anatoly waved. She put her hand almost immediately back in her pocket, and it looks like she might be... Packing. Packing might not be the right word, because there's plenty of people who have heat here, but she might be holding something, waiting to give some sort of signal. She might be holding something in that pocket that she's waiting to to trigger. Mm -hmm. And you see, as you're looking around the landscape, off in the distance, you notice that there is like a public toilet on each side of the park, and the the side closer to where they've set up. You think that you see something shining in one of the windows over there. And similarly, there's a couple of places where it's largely flat here at this park, but there's some inconsistency and unevenness with the terrain that looks like sort of shallows or ditches. And you can see signs of what looks like activity around those. It looks like they might have taken a strategy similar to what those members of the Arms of the Tide who have arrived to support you might have taken in getting themselves set up, except that it looked like they had a little bit more time. So they're probably well entrenched where your support is mostly going to be coming out of the bathroom on your side and basically just charging plane down the field yeah in echo stream cleo points out that she does see a lot of riot leaning police force and that they would probably be able to handle their group at a better capacity than a regular cause security guard would be able to and just for us to take a mental note of that and actually one more thing that local has noticed that big black iron looking casket thing he would recognize as being what some people call a coffin but not the kind of coffin that you put a corpse inside of it is something that is used to partially suspend the activity of robots for transport it was originally designed for the transport of non-sapient robots but it has been used since to basically paralyze and move sapient robots as well local will just mentally let them know keep an eye on anatoly's pocket she may have a device a signaler to call in whoever is undoubtedly hiding in the wings i guess i just need a signal before she does and um the large black case is undoubtedly where they would have sasha i cannot imagine it being a pleasant experience for any awakened regardless of their state. Cleo didn't really have anything she wanted to respond. Naturally, she would just nod, but obviously from the outside, she knows that that would just look a little suspicious. So, are you satisfied? Yeah. Well, come hither. Slowly, she walks closer to Anatoly with Loka behind her. I see that you made good on your word and actually brought the conduit with you. And I am waiting to see Sasha. Oh, yes. In due time, let us ensure that everything is... In due time? Good on your end, yes. I'm going to make sure that this is all above board. 
Okay, well, I mean, you had two hours to set up, so... Yes, but now that you're here, we need to inspect the goods. She says, looking at local with the most depersonizing glance she can muster, and two of the cops step forward, ensure that he's clean, and they are going to basically give you a pat-down. We most certainly put magnets, like, on the door so it's, like, just stuck enough that people couldn't, like, open it. Hey, can't open this thing. Well, I mean, we have established that that is a thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah. I can't see local lines being like, they definitely won't try to inspect the cavity. No, they were like, is this a heavy enough magnet that I can get it off and they shouldn't get it open? So, we're good. Okay. They are just going to check you out. Out. All right. So they have succeeded in assessing you, and what they do is I'm gonna dodge with skullduggery. If you want to do that, you can. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, local, you can oppose this with your your skullduggery. Skulldugs. Yeah, baby. That's a success. Okay. So I'm gonna play out the point where they come to their revelation and then you can counter with your skull dugging so what's happening is they sort of give you a visual once over and they turn on these very bright flashlights and start looking over your body and then they start taking they have like a a small like a blackjack basically and they start lightly tapping at different parts of your body until they get to your core and they tap and it looks like there's a realization that something in there feels different. So as they come up and one of them kind of knocks against his chest cavity and it sounds not hollow like they might be expecting. Inside of local, the metal that's basically making up how he moves, lions can see two plates begin to just sort of shift over where it was just knocked against. And when the cop tries it one more time to make sure it resonates between the two plates and sounds like a reverberation instead of it like hitting an organic thing. The cops turn to Anatoly. He's clean. Now, I suppose it's time to inspect and see Sasha. Certainly, if the two of you would accompany me over to the vessel. Bring the vessel here. (laughs) Do I look like I can lift that thing? It does look like you can open that thing, though. Perhaps I can. I should hope so. You've brought the case yourself. Do you not trust your own things that you've brought? No, 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 no. I will open it for you. And she begins to walk back toward the coffin. Cleo signals. What is the signal? She sneezes three times in a row. Achoo! 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 And local says, Bless you. Thank you, local. And activity starts sparking up from the bathroom. And at the back of the field, as you see the members of the Arms of the Tide begin to amass as Anatoly reaches the coffin on the other side and says, You know, I was counting on you trying to fuck me. It really is a shame that you actually brought him. And she pulls uh, what looks like a thin card out of her pants and snaps it, which causes a number of objects to come sailing in toward you in the middle of the field as... Likewise, activity starts stirring up around the ditches and out of the bathroom. And 
does anybody want to give me like a real quick perception check to see if you can identify what's happening quickly enough to do something about it? Oh, yeah. totally. Let me give you that perception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, can we all do it? Yeah. Cool. Um, difficulty. I'll say it's a difficulty two. Well, I'm good. And I am as well. So from inside of local, I take it's a difficulty three. Yes. <laughs> cool. So I'm going to give you 2d4s. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, lions failed. Lions, it's a little hard. It's, it's okay. <laughs> lions gets told what we tell them. <laughs> All lions can hear is like the dull thuds of these things hitting the the grass and the gravel in the park. And local and Cleo have spent enough time dealing with uh, cost security, the cops, and just generally engaging in combat scenarios that you recognize these as stun grenades. They are going to go off and they are going to emit a piercing sound and a large boom of light in a couple of seconds. What do you do? I'm safe inside you. <laughs> because Anatoly is within vision, she's actually going to aim to shoot Anatoly. Okay, so you take aim to shoot Anatoly. Go ahead and give me that roll. You would be about to start a combat scenario but you aren't yet. She has a physical score of three, so it's going to be a three difficulty. Okay. No doubles. So you succeed. What does your gun fire? Is it just bullets? It is philandrine. Philandrine. Philandrine is a very hard substance that is not as malleable as metal, um, which makes it... Suck. It does suck because they uh, they only come like in smaller pieces, so they can't be used for bigger projects, Same. and they can't be used for things that metal can be because it is so malleable, and they're pretty much only good for bullets and small weaponry. Okay, so I imagine that there's also a case where you might actually use metal bullets if they are yeah. of particular utility, like mm -hmm. they are probably carved to do special things. Mm -hmm. This is just a standard round you're firing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'd have some metal bullets that are mm -hmm. magic. So your shot will not kill Anatoly, well, yeah. but where does it strike her? I shoot her in the one metal eye. Your bullet flies true, and we see it taking through the air and sort of passing over the area where the grenades are, and the grenades start to set off and hum and shriek, and the light begins to bloom, and we can see the light blooming in Anatoly's metal eye as your bullet collides with it, cracking and splitting it. 